The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. The Gospel of the Lord. Louise Brissette is a 74-year-old Canadian physiotherapist and a single mother to 37 children. Let me explain. (laughs) She was one of the first females to graduate from the University of Montreal as a physiotherapist. And shortly thereafter, she encountered a young child she was working with who had nobody to call mom or dad. Her heart was broken over that experience there with that one child. And after growing in her faith and doing a mission trip to Latin America and then to Africa with the missions of her church and the Catholic Church in Montreal, she really felt called as a dedicated single woman in the Catholic Church to dedicate herself to adopting children with special needs in order that they had somebody to call mom or dad with, so that they had a mother and a parent. And so she devoted her life by beginning to adopt one child, and she said after she adopted the third child, it got easier from there somehow. And over the course of several decades, is now mom to 37 children with physical and intellectual disabilities who call her mama, mother. She was featured in a uh, witness-themed YouTube video this past week, just sharing her witness of her story and of her life, and I was struck by it, listening and watching it. It really revealed to me somebody who lived completely the two commandments of love of God and love of neighbor as ourself that Jesus invites us to experience in our gospel today. I don't know about you, but it's rare to experience both of those combined in such a way and so powerfully as in Louise's life. She shared simply when the interviewer asked her, how do you manage this all day? How do you cook for these children and have the day-to-day routine and chores be handled? She says, well, I pray. I ask for God's help. I pray to Jesus. I ask Mary to pray for me. And we pray the rosary as a group every night after supper. And then the interviewer said, well, that's nice, but where do you find time for this kind of prayer in the busyness of each day? She says, by helping the children. When I'm helping them, when we're doing our chores, when we're cooking supper, when we're washing the dishes, I'm praying to God as we're speaking with one another and as I'm helping them. They help me get closer to God. I do what I can and God does the rest. And she smiles. The interviewer was moved at that point. 
because her children explained in very simple and loving ways the meaning of life and where they find joy at supper time, walks in the forest, praying the rosary together, a smile, all of those simple things of life and life's deep questions were answered so immediately and readily by her family members. A beautiful witness indeed. But it got me thinking, how do you do this? Obviously not everybody's called to adopt 37 children in life and has the wherewithal and God's grace to do so. But all of us are invited to live out the double commandment of love of God with all our mind, heart, and soul and love our neighbor as ourself with acts of love each day that God invites us to say yes to, because that's how it started for her. She said yes to legally adopting that first child, and the doors opened to her vocation and ministry and life as a woman in the Catholic Church and in the world. And one act of love that we say yes to God to in a very small and simple way often then multiplies itself and opens up doors to further acts of love of God and of neighbor. But what came out for me as like a secret to this kind of living out of the double commandment in Louise's life was the utter spirit of non-competitiveness in her heart and in her words. She was literally just so free and loving in speaking to this interviewer with some of her children by her side and not worried at all about what other people think, not worried at all about competing with the expectations of the society or other institutions that do similar kind of work she is simply responding to what God has asked her to do and does so with love, and God does the rest. There is so much that can be learned from that. And it's not that competition is bad when it's about sports and about kind of achieving good success in life and helping out one another, but when we start competing with God and when we start competing with our neighbor over the basic essentials of life, like what brings us joy, what brings us true love and peace, that's when it gets toxic. Because God, God is not a rival to us. He's not in competition with us. He's perfectly happy in and of himself. And when we enter a relationship with him, he's not there to take anything away from us. In fact, he's there just to elevate and enhance what is true, good, and beautiful in our life and our walk of faith. And other people are not a threat to our happiness either. In fact, when we just reach out with simple acts of love to one another, we realize more and more when we enter into those non-judgmental conversations just to listen to somebody and to be a supporting ear to them what God can do in those moments of grace simply by taking that act of love. So these two commandments of love of God and love of neighbor are not competing with one another because that's a trap we can all fall into. I have my prayer time, I have my time with God set up here. I'm going to do then my household chores of reaching out to the neighbor or co-workers here, and we can compartmentalize all of these things in life. But Jesus wants us to experience a unity of life that's so strong that we're able to love like he is. And this is something there very much in that commandment there of love of God and love of neighbor. They're not in competition with one another, they're together. And the early monks in the monastic communities of our church experienced that and lived it out in a practical way. When the monks were in the chapel at times of prayer or during Mass, if somebody knocked on the door at the other end of the monastery, there was always a designated monk to leave Mass or to leave prayer and go to attend to that brother and sister in Christ who's knocking on the door with a need. And they were trained in that way of seeing that they weren't leaving God to go to attend to somebody else. They were going to attend to God present in that person's need 
as that person was knocking on their door for some type of assistance or prayer request. It was bound up together. Us here as a parish community at Good Shepherd are going to have an opportunity to really live out this double commandment of love of God and love of neighbour over the next several months as we begin the full implementation of our family of parishes. Right now, as you know, we have a group of priests, Father Phil, Father Rob, Father Mark, and myself, overseeing three individual parish communities of Good Shepherd, St. Anne's, and La Paroisse Saint-Jérôme, the Francophone parish for the city of Windsor. And soon, in the next little while, we'll be St. Simon and St. Jude in Bell River as well, forming one family of parishes with a team, a parish team, to serve them all. And this is not just to kind of combat the shortage of priests, which is certainly indeed a reality. For instance, in the year 2000, our region, the Diocese of London, from Windsor to Woodstock, Ontario, had 178 priests to serve the parishes. In the year 2025, there'll be 62 of us, God willing. Half of those 62 are coming from different countries, from Latin America, Asia, and Africa, to help as missionary priests to ignite the faith once again back here in Canada and North America. And this is a common phenomenon all throughout North America, creating these family of parishes, not just for the shortage of priests, but so that our parishes are broken open and shared with one another. That there's always a temptation with the individual parish set up over the past little while is to just be focused on our own community and waiting for people to come to us and maintaining the structures that we have in place. But by being broken open to share in love of neighbor, our neighboring parishes, it has us other-centered, which is called mission-oriented, facing outwards towards the world, not facing inwards, but facing outwards like the doors and arms of our church wide open to be missionary disciples for our entire region of Tecumseh and Lakeshore and for the Francophone community in our region and for the city of Windsor. This will help us in this creation of the family of parishes over the next few months is the creation of one single parish council. So how it will work is there'll be two members from each of the parish councils already in place in the individual parishes who will be elected to form a transition parish council to help us as the priests and parish team to form the family of parishes. Each of the parish finances remain separate, but there'll be one common vision and one common mission for the whole family of parishes. There'll be three of us priests appointed to the family, along with the pastoral ministers and youth coordinators and secretaries who already work in the parishes as well, to form one single parish team to work and to help the growth of faith, not just for the members who are already coming to our churches, but for those who are not coming, and to reach out to the entire region as a light and a beacon of Christ. This is a huge shift for us, because right now the model of parish ministry is based on it being priest-centered. And as if we had a lot of religious sisters and brothers to help the priests with that work as well. That's how the structure is set up for the past several decades. There's no longer many religious sisters and brothers to help the priests with the ministry. So we're moving away from a priest-centered model of ministry because as we realize already, the priest can't be at everything. Right now we experience that. We can't be at all the 15 schools once a week for a visit. We can't be at every moment of every meeting that takes place in all the parishes. But that's okay, and that's actually a good thing, because we're transitioning from the ministry in a parish from being priest-centered, as the priest does the ministry and serves the people, to the priest being here with the par parish team and pastoral ministers to equip you for the work of ministry. 
you encounter many more people in different walks of faith and of life than I would each and every week through your workplaces and your circle of friends. And so we work collaboratively, collaboratively as a team in different ways and in different kinds of ministry and service that all of us are part of the mission of the church in doing ministry. We'll be here to equip you with the sacraments, with the grace, with the formation, with everything that's needed for the work of ministry in our greater community along the way. And we're already experiencing some of the blessings of this, working three out of the four parishes together with the one group of priests already. As a group of priests, instead of being isolated, one priest per parish, which is no longer possible, as we work together, we're able to pray together as priests, share meals together, the fraternity grows, share ideas and laughs together, and it just helps build that sense of team and community that I think Jesus as well experienced with his disciples. And we'll also be able to pool the resources together of the greatest strengths and blessings of each of the individual parishes will now be able to be shared with all of them. All of the strengths and blessings we experience at Good Shepherd won't be contained just here with the members of our parish, but will be shared beyond with the, those of the neighboring parishes around us and vice versa as well. We've already experienced this with our online ministry here at Good Shepherd on how that's reached out to people all over the county and beyond. We have people who join us from Cape Breton, Nova Scotia regularly for Mass, from New York State, uh, different times when we live stream weddings and funerals or baptisms. We have people joining us from different countries in the world. It's simply amazing. That's one simple example of how love and faith is always other-centered, broken open. And obviously this being broken open entails a certain amount of suffering and, get, and sacrifice as well. There'll be changes along the way of different mass times and of different ways in which we do things to accommodate the parish teams that we have and the ability of three priests can't be in the same location at four times. But there'll be many blessings along the way and we're already experiencing some of them too. If Louise Brissette had the grace from God to look after 37 adopted children of hers, I'm certain the Lord's going to bless us to help us with the different parishes that form our family, to serve the Lord well in grace with the strength he gives us, and to be focused on the mission of the church, outward-centered, looking out at the region around us, and inviting all to share in the joy of the gospel, love of God and love of neighbor, and it's what we're all about.